Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today we're live streaming, and I'm talking about Spiritism. Specifically, I'm going through the Spiritist Review of 1858, and we're going we're gonna to explore a set of conversations with the spirit Mehemet Ali, Pasha of Egypt. He's going to talk about the old priests of Egypt and Moses and some other topics besides. And this is a, a conversation with a group of mediums with the spirit Mehemet Ali. Before I begin, let's start a, a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for our meeting, our live stream today. And this time, today is December 5th, 2021. In this time of the Christmas season, please let us open our eyes and our hearts to see not just the material goods, but the spiritual wonderment and the love that Jesus and your ministers bring down to earth and how we can help and open our hearts. Amen. So, and if you're interested in Spiritism, I would suggest the, the, the Spiritist Reviews by Alan Kardec. The original headwaters of Spiritism is the Spirit's Book. Now, the Spirit's Book was created by Alan Kardec with 1,019 questions he gave to different mediums in different geographical locations. One, each medium did not know about the other, and he did not use the Results, unless the answers were the same, are similar. Of course, this is all organized by the Spirit of Truth. And this was in the New Testament. And let me bring that, that uh, image up. So that was in John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. This is, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another consoler to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So now let's get to the exciting part. Let me bring this up. Oh, before I begin, I want to sh uh, like to show you who Muhammad, Muhammad, I'm sorry, now they say Muhammad, but then here they say Muhammad Ali of of uh, Egypt. So I think that and here it says right here Muhammad Ali Pasha. So it's another name he's known about. So he was born 1789 and died 1849. And so this is the Spirit Review of 1858. So it was about nine years after he had died that they were talking to him, and now he's been in the spirit world for nine years. And of course, he was the Ottoman. Uh, ruler of our uh, governor de facto ruler of Egypt from 1805 to 1848 until his death. So those always are interesting things. Now let's show the um, show the text. Let me bring this off. Get you room. And this is what is so interesting about the Spiritist Review. Uh, you know, all the years I'm going to go through all of them, but in there's there are mundane things and they're like notes on spiritist meetings or notes on the society things like that which aren't that interesting so i'm just trying to bring bring the uh kind of the the, the more the ones that would pique your interest and get you interested in the spirit world and know that there are conversations with spirits and you can learn a lot and sometimes you have to be careful too okay this is family conversations from beyond the grave Muhammad Ali, former Pasha of Egypt. Now remember, he's been he's passed away about nine years ago. This is March 16th, 1858. What what has provoked you to attend our appeal? 
And he said, I came to instruct you. Are you upset for having come to us and for having to answer our questions? And they probably asked that because he was uh, uh, of the Islamic faith. Maybe they were worried about that. I'm not quite sure. Or probably because he was a very high personage and they are not, right? Because they've talked to other spirits who were like uh, king and queens and stuff. And, it, and this one queen of this, uh, I forgot what part, uh, some region in India, and she was like, you know, you have to treat me as a queen. It was very, <laughs> it's a very revealing conversation. And he said, no, I actually wish to answer those questions intended to instruct you. So again, this is probably a pretty good guy. Number three, which proofs can we have of your identity? How can we know that it is not another spirit who took your name? And he said, what would be the advantage? And of course, this does happen. This is why uh, many religions say don't talk to spirits because you can be lied to. That's why you need to talk to them, you know, and 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 analyze their responses to see if, see if they are who they are. They always reveal themselves eventually, and that's why um, the book of mediums by Alan Kardec is a great one. You can get that on PDF, just like the book, uh, the spirits book. Just put in Alan Kardec space PDF. You'll find all his books on PDF. Okay. Number four, we know from experience that inferior spirits many times use hypothetical names. That is why we have addressed you with that question. They also take the elements of proof, but the spirit who wears a mask also reveals himself by his own words. Under which form and in which place are you among us? Under that of Mehmet Ali near Imants. Now, Imants must be uh, one of the people at the medium's table. Would you like to give us, would you like us to give you a special place? Yes, the empty chair. No, there was an empty chair that nobody had noticed. Do you have a clear memory of your last corporeal existence? And he said, it is not clear since death has left some anxiety and lack of clarity. Are you happy? And he said, no, I am unfortunate. Are you errant or reincarnated? Errant, no. So errant means that he is in the spirit world. Do you remember what you were before your the last existence on earth? And he said, I was poor on earth. I was the envy of earthly greatness and was moved up to suffer. So now again, does this make sense? He was the envy of earthly greatness because he was poor and he was moved up to suffer. And now to our materialistic culture, that's like, well, no, you're, you're the rule of Egypt. You were rich, you had anything you wanted. And he knew so in the spirit world, he knows that being rich and powerful those are the hardest trials. If you can be reborn on earth, which position would you preferably choose? The obscure, the duties are lesser. Again, you can tell this is the wise spirit already. What do you think now about the position you have lately occupied on earth? Pure vanity. I wanted to command man. Did I know how to command myself? I can't say that is the essence of coming and being a rich or famous whatever and because you you know you can command men and women and cultures and all that but can you command yourself that was a really good answer 13. it was said that your reason was altered for some time already was it true the answer is no public opinion appreciates what you have done for the egyptian civilization and places you among the great princes does it make you happy and the answer is why would i care Men's opinion is like the wind in the desert, blowing the dust. <laughs> and he said, are you satisfied that your descendants are following the same path you did? 
Do their efforts interest you? Yes, as their objective is the benefit of all. Number 16, however, you are accused of acts of great cruelty. Do you regret them now? And he says, I atone for them, saying he will. Which feelings do they experience towards you? It's hatred and pity. Then she left this life. Have you ever seen Sultan Mahmud again? Yes, we run away from each other in vain. He must have been uh, some sort of uh, enemy, I guess. Which mutual feeling do you experience? Aversion. What is your opinion about the penalties and rewards that await us after death? The atonement is fair. So most probably, I would say, given his answers, he was in the lower zone after he died, which is, uh, in Portuguese, called the umbrella, which is, it's, it's, it's against the, the crust of the earth to the bottom level of heaven. And then he's probably been in some sort of uh, spiritual outpost so he can learn. And that's why they're, they're taking him here to this mediums meeting so he can express his opinions and help us learn too. Then number 22, what is the greatest hurdle you had to overcome to continue your progress towards your spiritual development? And he says, I reigned over slaves. Do you think that if people you govern were a Christian, it would have facilitated their advancement? Yes, the Christian religion elevates the soul. The other religions only speaks to matter. When alive, was your faith in the Muslim religion absolute? No, I considered God greater. What do you think now about that religion? It does not form men. 26, in your opinion, had he a divine mission? And the answer is yes, but he misinterpreted that. How did he misinterpret that? He wanted to reign. And this is backed up in the book On the Way to the Light by the Spirit uh, Emmanuel, where they said that he came, the, the leader of the Muslim religion, on a mission to help spread Christianity into that area of the world. But he he kind of went off track and created his, his own. And he made it, some parts of it are beautiful and some parts of it are directive that doesn't conform to the Christian religion. I won't want to say too much because this is YouTube and they censor everything. What do you think about Jesus? And they said that he came from God. In your opinion, who did more for human happiness? Jesus or the other person? Why do you ask this? When people were, which people were regenerated by that other person? Christian religion was pure since leaving God's hand. The other religion is the work of a man. Do you believe that these two religions is, is destined to disappear from earth? Man always progresses. The best will remain. What do you think about polygamy and the Muslim religion? It is one of the links to barbarism for those who profess it. Do you believe that woman's slavery is in accordance with God's wishes? No. Women and men are the same since the spirit has no sex. Again, this is also said in the spirits book is that you can come back who has whatever gender you wish to come back as now the way it usually works is people come back time after time as one or the other they don't go like whatever right so it's it's usually a consistent thing until they think they've explored that and then they may switch over to something else but there's all sorts of exceptions 33 
Some say that the Arabs can be conducted only by rigor. Now, remember, these questions are in 1858. Don't you think that treating them badly instead of, instead of submitting them can only make them brutal? The answer is yes, that is man's destiny. He is degraded when enslaved. That's still true. 34, can you go back in time and tell us when Egypt was flourishing? What were the causes of the moral decadence? He said the corruption of the customs. 35, it seems that you do not give much importance to the monuments which cover the soil of Egypt. We cannot understand such indifference from a prince who is a friend of progress. Then he said, who cares about the past? The present will not replace it. And this is, let me answer this, this first one. Can you explain yourself more clearly? Yes, it was unnecessary to remind the oppressed Egyptian of a brilliant past, as he would not understand it. I showed disdain for something that seemed useless to me. Couldn't I be wrong? And again, this is something that, that spirits, as they rise in the spirit hierarchy, understand is anything on earth, and this is why some spirits stay in the lower zone, because they're still tied to material, material pleasures, material goods, is that everything on earth will be dust and wiped away. Eventually, the sun will burn out, and a new solar system will be created, with what's left of it. There's always modifications. Since we are immortal, at some time we will not be around this earth uh, and we'll be on another planet or another area in heaven, maybe a higher heaven that expands solar systems or galaxies or you know whole constellations. Number 37, did the priest of old Egypt know the spiritist doctrine? Now, this is where it gets, I think it's very interesting. It was theirs. Now, Remember that we've been told, again, on the way to the light, that the people from Capella, the, the constellation Capella, were brought there because they were had failed in, a, in that planet, as a planet of regeneration. They came to Earth, and one of the groups of people that they placed those spirits into those human bodies was Egypt. And, they, and as Emmanuel said, they were the most advanced. In fact, they're the ones that really figured out the most as far as the spirit world, where they came from. And in fact, and, and Emmanuel said, there are still mysteries that you do not understand about the pyramid today. And that was written in like, I think 1955, if I remember when that book was, was published. Um, so th they knew a lot. Now, now, again, they didn't tell the normal people, because they want to keep their power. Did the manifestations received by Egyptian priests have the same source as those received by Moses? Yes, he was initiated by them. So what he's saying is that Moses was really trained by the Egyptian priest. Number 40, why, why then did the manifestations received by Moses were more powerful than those received by the priest? The answer is Moses wanted to reveal them, whereas the priest wanted to hide them. And again, this is backed up by what was said on the way to the light by the uh, Spirit of Manuel, psychographed by Chico Xavier. It is a fascinating book, and I would, again, I would tell people, go look for that book, On the Way to the Light by Xavier. Chico, you can actually say Francisco C. Xavier. And of course, this has been all throughout history, even with our current religion, is that when it, the spirit world used to really work with priests to have them talk to the other side, learn from the other side, all the way from pagan times 
to modern times. And what and now, as we're becoming in preparation stage for planet regeneration, they're letting more and more people be mediums and talk to the other side because the priestly class, whatever religion they were, kept things to themselves because that kept their power, right? That kept their power over the people. And if they had power over the people, they received money from them. Do you think that the doctrine of the Egyptian priests had some connection with that of the Indians? He means from India. Yes, mother religions are in interconnected by almost invisible ties. They proceed from the first, from the same source. Then it's number 42. From those two religions, the Egyptian and the Indian, which one is the original? They are sisters. And again, he's absolutely correct. They proceed from the same source. Now, why do I say that? Because... All these important people that came to Earth were on extraordinary missions to give us the kernel knowledge of Spiritism. Socrates, you would see a lot of uh, similarity uh, Spiritism with what, if you read the, the dialogues of, of, of Plato very carefully, uh, written by, uh, recorded by Plato. Uh, Buddhism, again, was sent by the same source. This is the source is Jesus Christ, the governor of our planet, the leader of our planet. Laozhou in China, Confucius in China, Zoroaster in Persia, and and more. Right, people probably people we haven't even seen or knew or knew about because they were, you know, not brought out uh, through history. So and that is why a lot of religions and in most religions, in fact, all that I can think of. Stress like the you know as some sort of combination or permutation of the golden rule, right? Do unto others what you would want to have do, done unto you, and in, in this is expressed in different languages. But it's it's all the same. Each one of these religions are trying to tell us: try to be a good person. Don't concentrate on the material. Concentrate on the spiritual, and be nice to each other. Right? I mean, these are like basic tenets. In fact, that's what spirits tell us. If you want to, if you want to melt down spiritism to this basic, just one sentence that is, follow the golden rule. Uh, next question: How can you, who in life were so few, are educated on these subjects, respond with such depth now? He said, "Other existences taught me." So he's been in the spirit world for about nine years now. When people pass over. You usually don't remember your past lives. It may take a long time. It depends on the level you are and what you can stand because, quite honestly, some of your other existences, you could have been quite, quite brutal. And that could be too much for people to realize. But evidently, he was mature enough to be allowed to peer back into his past existences up to a certain extent. They'll decide how far back you go. Uh, so he, he knows that. Number 44. In the erratic state in which you are now, do you have complete knowledge of your previous existences? Yes, except the last one. Have you lived in the time of pharaohs? Yes, I lived in the Egyptian land three times, as a priest, as a beggar, and as a prince. Now, now just think of this. He's, he's had all sorts of experiences. All of us have been, if you, if you look at where you are now, and you think of life as a circle, go 180, and your next life might be that, right? If you're if you're rich now, you might be poor the next life. You need to have experiences, different places, experiences, different culture, different lands. 
So think he's been he's been uh, he's been all a lot of them. Under which dynasty were you a priest? It was a long time ago. The prince was your Cecilius. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I apologize. Number forty-seven. Therefore, it seems that you have not progressed since you still expiate the errors of your last existence. Yes, but I progress slowly. Would I be perfect just because I was a priest? Number 48. Is it because you were a priest over that time that you could speak to us with such inside knowledge about the old religion of the Egyptians? The answer is yes, but I'm not sufficiently perfect to know everything. Others can read the past like from an open book. Can you explain to us the motive for the construction of the pyramids? And he answered, no, it is too, uh, it is too late. In the note, it says it was like 11 o'clock in the evening. Okay, then question 50. We shall not ask you anything else but this. We kindly ask you to answer. No, it's too late. The question to bring others. <laughs> now, this is a real spirit. He's, a, he's giving you parameters. 51. Can you do us a favor and respond on a different occasion? I cannot commit to that. Nevertheless, we thank the benevolence with which you responded to the other questions. It is fine. I will come back. Okay, so let me get to the next uh, page I want to go. Uh, I want to go. Oh, no, that was done. We're finished. So yeah, there's no more from, uh, from him, which is just sad because it was uh, interesting as heck. Let me stop this, bring this over here. So that was, well, I went through that actually quite fast. I thought there was more to it. So there's the, quite a few revelations there. One is that Moses was initiated by the Egyptians' priests. He knew more than we, than is what has been revealed in the Old Testament, where he was, you know, a member of a household adopted and so far so forth i never saw any reference that he was initiated by the priest and interesting again is that he learned a lot and he was actually probably pretty pretty adept at it and he he didn't mind using that spiritual power to amaze the pharaoh and others um and all, of course all coordinated and planned by the spirit world in advance so me take this here so i hope this is interesting so if you are curious about spiritism and want to know more i i recommend my series of three books i get into great detail and that was heaven and below book one of spiritism was i talk about heaven i talk about jesus christ the lower zone and the dark abyss which people uh consider to be uh, a purgatory type uh the second book is Spirits and Spirit Universe, which I go through what a spirit is, how you gain more attributes as a spirit, how you go up in levels, that there are levels of colleges in all in all the different levels in heaven. And then as you go through these colleges, you, you rise as you finish and you gain the knowledge and the love. You, there's no time limit. You just you just go and you're there. And then the third book in the series is uh Book three is how we are guided by spirits. We talk about your guardian angel, how you're guided, and how the whole earth is guided. So 
let's show some questions. He said, okay. He, uh, Brittany says he was wise. Yeah, he, he is wise. And, and, and that wisdom was accumulated not just from one life, but many lives because he had the ability to remember multiple lives. And um, he was quite wise, and, and I like his answers. And, that, and it actually went faster than I thought because there's not much commentary I needed to make because he made the commentary. It reminds me of, there's another, I, I'll go through this later. I, I don't know what, if it's in the 1858 or a, a different um, a, a different book, a different year. And there was a, a mediums meeting with um, Diogenes. Now remember, the spirit Diogenes was the one who came through. Let me look this up if I can find it. Because this is interesting. Uh, the one who went through Athens with a, a, a lamp looking for an honest man, right? And so what he... Uh, I don't want to take up people's time. When I do this, but okay, no, it'll take me too long to find it. Anyway, there's a famous pa painting of him sitting in his like little lean tour on the road, and then Alexander talking to him, and the famous recording from Alexander the Great, right? Uh, this is around what 300 something uh, BC. And Alexander said, well, what, what can I do for you? And Diogenes says, well, get out, you know, you're blocking my son. And, and, and so, and then Alexander was purported to say, well, you know, if I wasn't Alexander, I'd be Diogenes. No. And so they asked Diogenes, well, you know, was that true? He goes, no, that was, you know, that's a myth. But, and I consider Alexander to be uh, a young, immature spirit who was, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, tied to the earth and wanted wealth and power. And, of course, he was quite successful at that. He took over a large part of the, of the known world. The other thing's interesting, uh, that spiritists, some spiritists say, I don't know this for a fact. Of course, anything I say about spiritism, I don't know probably for a fact, but I, I you know, have credibility towards it, is that Alexander the Great, great military leader, was then reincarnated as Julius Caesar, who was then incarnated as Napoleon. So interesting that we had like one main military genius kind of lead the earth. And if that's true, it's kind of like, you know, is when you think of that, and when you think of Chico Xavier, who people say was Alan Kardec, and before that, people say he might have been John the Baptist. Now, I don't know how true this is. I pretty believe that he was Alan Kardec because actually he told that to to uh, one of his assistants. So when you think of that, you think, well, well that's wonderful. That's kind of neat. But then you think of it on the other side, like, well, why do these few people have to do all the work? Why are we, you know, there's 7 billion of us here on Earth. How come, you know, we couldn't have a different person each time uh, do something spectacular, you know? It is, but it shows you how the spirit world works. It's as people go through life in your life, they become uh, just like soldiers, right? right? Become a veteran or anyone that does a job, you become better and better at it. It's like one of the apostles that they don't tell us which one was St. Francis of Assisi. One of the uh, Roman emperors was very successful 
was Charlemagne the Great because they want they said okay they destroyed the Roman Empire but things were like too chaotic so they brought it together. Um, so they use they use people who've been successful in other lives and they use them for their advantage uh, in order to move the the human race forward in what they're planning. And therefore, when you think about this and you think about the complexity of planning and the and just think about how they were preparing for the incarnation of Alan Kardec. And that, you know, they had to pick his parents. They had to make sure this 18, uh, you know, he wrote this 1858, you know, all the way to the early 1800s. They had to make sure he didn't die of some disease, his education, who he met for his wife. All that had to be planned, who he met for his mentors and, you know, and all that. So think of the complexity of that. Now, the other thing is, uh, as uh, Geraldo Lemos Neto said, and one time he asked Chico, what would have happened if Alan Kardec failed in his mission? And what Chico said is that there were, there were, I think, 50 or 60 other people like Kardec who all tried the same thing. In fact, I remember uh, one of them, um, I think it's Andrew Davis, and it was an American who made quite a splash at the same time that Alan Kardec was around. Now, you don't hear about him now. And I think a lot of that was because he had agreed with the religious leaders not to talk about reincarnation and therefore didn't resonate with people as much as what Alan Kardec wrote and really exposed the fact that karma and re reincarnation is real. So these things, it should give you pause to think about who you are, where we are, what we are, and to, to think about that this is, this is an, an environment that is created by the spirit world to help us improve. So I'll just leave you with this. If you'd like to learn more about the spirit world, I suggest my book, The Spirit Realm, Spiritism Has Revealed the Reality of Our Existence. And just to remind you, if, you, if uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays, I also do a live stream at the same time. God bless everyone. God bless.